Waiting on a tax return? Hopefully it ends up in your hands. Fraudulent tax returns due to identity theft increased by 30% in 2023. If you're in a bind this tax season, LifeLock can help. Our U.S.-based restoration specialists are experts dedicated to helping solve your identity theft issues. And all LifeLock plans are backed by the Million Dollar Protection Package. So we'll reimburse you up to the limits of your plan if you lose money due to identity theft. Help protect your information this tax season with LifeLock. Save up to 25% your first year at LifeLock.com slash aware. Recorded live. All right, so this is our first ever live talk show from the Walking Dead Fanatics. We are a group on Facebook. And you can find us at, write this down, if you have a piece of paper and a pen, facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash 489-320-227-792-095. It's a long-ass number. Re-listen to it if you need to. But for right now, we've got one person on the line, and this is Angel. She is one of the members of the group, and we are talking about the spoiler that was released today by um, a couple different groups from The Walking Dead. Some people have listened to it. Some people have not. So since nobody else is currently listening to it right now, Angel, what was your thoughts? Uh, well, I really liked the long speech that was given from Negan. I thought that was kind of cool and listening to it and then when it got to the end, it was just like I was on the edge of my seat. I didn't even have to watch anything, and just listening to it was freaking me out, and I just felt like I was there with them. I don't know. It was almost surreal because, like, I'm so used to watching it like everyone else, but listening to such a long clip and visualizing everything, it was just really intense. So even though it was a spoiler, it was also really cool. It was like a really different experience. So. Right, and it, and – there wasn't any video to it. So it was a kind of different spoiler than what we're used to seeing. Cause usually we see either pictures or video or text. And this was literally just 11 minutes of audio. And unfortunately the clip that I listened to, you could not understand half of what he was saying. So I only got half of what Negan was actually talking about, but for the most part of what I got from it, this is going to be a badass episode. Yes, yes. I'm. I'm. Like I said, I. I. I listened to it this morning, and it's now you know almost ten o'clock at night, and I'm still. I don't know. My heart's still racing from what I heard, and I know a lot of the links got taken down on YouTube, and that might have been one of them that you heard, but the one I heard was it was pretty clear. Um, you know, I could understand a lot of what was being said, but oh gosh, it was just intense, and you could tell some of the characters that were there with him. That were that were named off, and I don't I don't want to spoil anything by saying it, but it was just really crazy. Uh, and it's this many hours later, and it's still affecting me. And I'm like waiting for Sunday to see this, and I don't know how it's going to be. Ninety minutes of this brutal episode. <laughs> I know, and you know what? Actually, not this past Sunday's episode where we found Carol leaving and all that stuff, but the Sunday before. Um, I actually found myself staying up until almost 2 a.m. because I was so scared for the group. And, you know, you think it's kind of ridiculous, but at the same time, we are fanatics for a reason. And in my mind, I'm just sitting here going, what's going to happen to Carol? Um, And it was mostly from the uh, preview of the next week's episode, which we have already seen. And Mm -hmm. so 
what were your what were your thoughts about that? What was what was the whole thing going through your head when we found out that she was going to leave? I don't know. I had a mixture of me was flashbacking to when Tyrese was going through his you know issues and not feeling like he really belonged in this world anymore, and you know the whole letting go and 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 feeling almost somewhat at peace of of leaving the group you know by dying. But I don't know. I feel like Carol is is almost going that way. But then we saw. Sasha kind of goes through this a little bit and she bounced back. So I don't know what's going to go on with Carol. Part of me thinks she didn't really get that time away that she needed after what happened at the prison, which is what Rick sent her away originally for. And it's just like, it's just been nothing but action, action, action ever since then. And her returning to the prison and finding everyone and feeling, I guess, somewhat obligated to stay with everyone. And then I think what happened with the girls, you know, uh, when they were at that house and what she had to do, uh, just, I think that was almost like a flipping switch for her where she just, it just kind of built from there where she just can't take it anymore. And it's just been building and building and, you know, being thrown into this uh, group of people that almost feel like it's a, it's a family, it's a home again. And you get that feeling of you can feel safe and you can feel like you can start over and then, you know, you get attacked and you watch people around you get killed by the wolves and, you know, just one disaster after another. And now she's got, you know, on her brain, poor Maggie is pregnant. And I think it's just really weighing on her. She didn't really get to find closure with what she did at the prison. She didn't get to find closure with what she did with, uh, you know, with the girls and, and stuff. So I think it's just so much on her. She just needs that space. And in a, in a time like this, in, in a world like this, it's so hard to find the space that you need to decompress. And, uh, you know, she's a very emotional character, and she's changed so much since the first time we ever were introduced to her. And seeing her go through these, you know, major changes over this span of time, it's a lot for her to deal with and go through. And I don't think she's really used to being like this. And I just personally think she just needs some space, and hopefully she'll come back or be found but I feel like if people chase after her, she's gonna, she's not gonna really be able to be herself again because she needs to be alone for a while. Yeah, I think one of the, I think one of the most interesting things about it too is that everybody's kind of blaming Morgan for the way that she is acting. And while I understand that Morgan definitely is playing a part in the way that she is acting, I think when she came into Alexandria and really started seeing the way that life was before the apocalypse and her becoming closer to Tobin and all this other stuff and cooking for people and teaching people how to cook and seeing Sam act the way that he did, being so innocent. It kind of brought this spectrum back to her mind. Like, you know, maybe life can be normal again. And when the wolves attacked, it was kind of like, oh, shit, we can't let our guard down because this is what's going to happen. And, uh, you know, now everything is kind of going back to the way it was before Alexandria. They've got Negan, they've got the saviors, you know, coming after them. They had the whole thing with Denise now. And I'm, I'm not even sure. I don't think Carol knew about Denise, did she? Uh, yeah, she did. Tobin was talking to her about that. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. So, I mean, it's kind of, I don't think, I don't think we should place the blame on Morgan completely. I think Alexandria and Deanna have a really big part in, in her, her actions now. And 
hold on before we start going on. Who's from North Missouri? That's um, me, JC Morgan. JC Morgan, hello. JC Morgan, yeah, I'm in the group. Hello. Nice to meet you. Welcome to the Walking Dead Fanatics first ever live talk show. I love it. Thank you. So we have Angel in the group too. Angel's also a fellow Walking Dead Fanatics member. Yep, yep. So JC, what hello. do you think about what do you think about the last couple episodes? What's going through your mind? What do you think is going to happen on Sunday? Um. Well, you know, you I'm in some different groups, and I personally don't read the comics, but so, um, you know, that's not there for me. But uh, so many emotions, you know, uh, what happened with Denise was, you know, just major, and the effect and impact it's had on Daryl, and you know, I think the fact that it was his arrow that killed her. And the fact, you know, he had, he knows now he should have killed them and feels that way and feels like, you know, he needs to take care of this. But now they're in this other situation again. Um, And then, you know, there's just so, you know, they've kind of brought, it's kind of been a climatic with all the characters from, you know, Sasha, Abraham, um, Carol, Maggie's new stuff with Glenn, Gabriel's switch in character and, you know, then figuring out what's going on with Morgan. Why is it that he feels compelled to go after Carol? Is it because of the whole, you know, um, wolf thing or what, you know? And so I'm really excited about, you know, Sunday night clearly and, you know, that it's going to be an extended episode, but of course I think it's going to, you know, kind of be like most of the endings have been this, um, season, which I think has been one of the best seasons from the very first episode, you know, when they were trying to get all the walkers out of the quarry um, and everything that happened. From there on, it's just been, you know, other than like the one episode where we kind of got to see Morgan's backstory a little bit more, it's just been so, just every week, it's like, wow, you know, what's going to happen next? Um, also the new relationships like Rick and, you know, Michonne and, you know, the growth, you know, Carl's growing up, just all the different things. However, my big thing, and a lot of people are like, where's Judith, you know, but, um, yeah, she hasn't really been shown a lot this season. And, you know, I think, I think that has to kind of go in with like, uh, bringing, uh, Maggie's baby into the show. A lot of people are wondering if they're going to kill off the baby in the finale. And right. my personal opinion is why are we going to have two babies in the show when you're not even able to really incorporate Judith into the show? Right. Right. Exactly. Yeah. What's your take on that, Angel? I don't know. Um, part of me thinks that, the, you know, they're doing this to kind of follow along with the comic book, of course, but uh, I think it's too early to probably kill off. I would be surprised if they actually make her go through with like having an actual miscarriage and losing the baby. I think that um, at least I hope that they're going to actually let them have their child and we'll just see what happens, you know, from then on. We may, we may lose Judith, you know, uh, we may lose uh, both of them or neither of them. And they may just try to have, uh, you know, Glenn and Maggie's baby off to the, 
to the side and, and not really show their child too much um, until later. You know, kind of like we didn't see Judith for a while, and the next thing you see her, she's, like, older, and you're like, what the heck? She was a baby, and now she's crawling, and it's just kind of like, okay. So, right. uh, you know, I don't know. It's just I, I kind of like and you know, and dislike their little time jumps that they do, you know, like all of a sudden you flash forward three or four months or whatever. So it's kind of interesting that they do that, but it's also kind of annoying because you kind of want to see what goes on between those those days and you just get hints about it. But interesting thing you were talking about uh, uh, a minute ago, you were saying the changes of the characters, you know, as we've watched them. And that's the thing with Carol and Daryl. If you really take a look at them, if you remember that scene when they were, you know, running through the hospital and trying to find Beth and all that stuff, uh, you had Daryl stopping Carol from just being, you know, hey, I got to kill this kid who's, you know, just stole our weapons and not having any mercy whatsoever to, you know, here she is flipped to where she doesn't want to do the killing anymore and Daryl doesn't give a crap and he's just going to go kill whoever and whatever pisses him off at this point. So it's kind of neat seeing how they've pretty much flipped and it's only been really a few weeks. And I think for, for him, I think his changing point was when Beth died. And I think the tipping point was when uh, Denise died. So I think those two back to back for him was just like it, where he's pretty much turned into who Carol was. And Carol's now kind of going to where Morgan is, where she wants to not kill, but knows she has to if she's pushed towards it. That's a very interesting way to look at it. I never really thought about the swap in characters between Daryl and Carol, but you're right. It definitely has changed quite a bit. And that's one thing about The Walking Dead that's confusing is we know that there's time, there's time differences in the episodes, but we never know how long. And I think just a couple years ago, Kirkman had an interview and let us know how much time has actually passed. And we were all really shocked that it was only like a year and a half to two years. Yeah. You know, and we're all thinking it's been like four to five years and and no, not at all. And so you look at all this crap that they've been through within two years. I'd be a crazy person. I mean, I'd go off the deep end, you know? Mm Mm-hmm. Most definitely. And, you know, earlier you asked me, um, you know, about the, the issues with Morgan and how everybody seems, well, not everybody, most people seem to be so easy to blame him for a lot of things that are going on, especially with, you know, Carol and her changes. And I think that's just too easy of a scapegoat for anybody to do. It's easy to blame somebody else. But the thing is, is Carol has been a strong person and no one's going to change her. She's going to change herself if she wants to. She changed herself to be strong. She could change herself to be who she is now. And, you know, as far as Morgan is concerned, yeah, you could say that he's somewhat influencing her, but I don't think it's more of a direct influence is more indirect as she sees that he has been able to survive in this world and not have to be like that. And I think uh, that kind of reminded her of, you know, how she used to be and how she could be again. And I think in some ways it's not really made her feel like, okay, well, I need to completely change. I just need to realize that I don't have to be so gung ho and just kill everything in sight, but I can have this middle ground. And so, like I said, she, I think she needs that space away from everyone so she can just collect herself, figure out what she needs to do with herself, and then either go back to the group or just go off on her own. And, you know, that's why I'm getting really irritated with Rick. And I think someone in the group was like, um, I can't remember who it was. I think it was actually Georgia because um, in the last episode, Rick literally just shot that guy. He did not even give the guy a chance. 
and to talk. And I, I responded back with, man, Rick is really starting to get on my nerves with his constantly killing for no reason. And my, the response I got back was, was, well, he's only doing what he has to do. And I understand that. But at the same time, not everybody in the apocalypse is bad. And I think they got that with Aaron when he was following them, Deanna being the leader of, you know, Alexandria, and even now the Hill, even though the guy's a jerk, they're still not bad people. And Rick at this point will literally just shoot someone if they're not in their group. And to me, that's dangerous because you don't know who you're shooting. You don't know who you're going after. And I think the group's about to learn that because they think that they're taking down Negan when really Negan is about to overhaul them and give them a rude awakening, you know? Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, you know, it's uh, Rick to me is, is really, um, I don't know. I, I don't think he's very focused right now because he's kind of like a shoot first. Don't even bother asking questions later because they're dead. So it's too late kind of, you know, attitude. And that's unfortunate because, you know, I started thinking about the episode when, they got led to the compound, you know, where everyone was asleep and the slaughtering them while they're dead kind of thing. And all I could think to myself was, you know, until we actually watched the episode and until we watched everything transpire, we as the audience and even those who never read the comic book, you don't really know who those people were. That guy could have lied and just said that these were the bad people and they didn't ask any questions. They just went in there and killed everyone. And how horrible would it have been if they found out later these were a completely innocent group of people that were, you know, just living in their own little compound, trying to keep safe, and they just got killed in the middle of, of sleeping for nothing. So I just kind of get worried about that a little bit because I'm thinking, well, if that's the kind of, you know, uh, drive and attitude that Rick leads the group to, then they could they could be, you know, like, like they've been saying on the Talking Dead, uh, they could be the bad guys in other people's viewpoints because, you know, here they are slaughtering people in their sleep and not asking any questions and not finding out information first. Right. So that, that just kind of troubles me a little bit. What's, what's your take on it, JC? Um, I agree with some of the points made definitely. And I think though we've kind of seen this pattern with Rick to where he, he has had times where he's just almost flipped out and gone off the deep end. And then he has times where he kind of comes around and softens. And, and, you know, but we have to look at most recently with the Jesus character. He didn't just shoot him. And, and when Daryl wanted to just shoot him, he was the one who said, well, wait, you know, on that person. But then I think other times um, in other situations, he's just, I think, we've been burnt so bad and in certain situations we've just got to protect ourselves um however they did figure out before going to the compound and shooting everybody that you know the group that um you know the motorcycle group that had uh stopped sasha abraham and daryl you know that tried you know to stop them and whatever with them that blew them up they had figured out that that was part of Negan's group, and so that had kind of led them to believe that, no, these aren't good, you know, this is not a good group of people. And then, you know, when Carol and Maggie were, you know, locked up with the group in, you know, um, the lockup facility whenever they had kidnapped them, um, 
you know, just kind of the whole attitude of the women and the characters. And that was really interesting, you know, kind of seeing them talk uh, about, you know, I used to be you, you know, when she was talking to Carol and I was a secretary and this and this. And, but you also saw some kind of how they had gone over to their own side of thinking with the group that they were, which is the same thing kind of with the, Alexandrians also and where they are with their thoughts because they believe in their cause and what they're doing also. But, you know, that's one of the great things to me about the show is it shows the, you know, human uh, rawness of what, you know, how humankind, you know, what, you know, that raw uh, sense of survival, um, and what people turn into, can turn into in the process. And um, I do think, though, that Michonne is really good for him because I think she tries to soften him some, and he's recognized that, um, even though she's a bad, you know, big time. But um, I think that, to me, the way that it's been, I think that there will be a circle at some point where, you know, because they, they believe in Alexandria and Deanna's dream of, you know, what it could become, and that which was why, I you know, they all had gotten to the point after they had been there and said, you know, had decided, yes, this is where we want to stay and make a home. Um, so, you know, just so many dynamics. And back to Carol, you know, that, um, in, that statement, you know, she had that little conversation with Daryl, when he had said, you know, oh, I wish I would have killed him. And, and then he was, like, looking at her, and he was like, are you okay after all that? And she was like, you know, no, it didn't have any, you know, you're acting kind of different since then. And she was like, no, it didn't have anything to do with that, and so, which I believe it did. I think something, you know, had been building up, and we've been watching her, and, you know, and her having her moments, and, her, of course, her little smoking moments sitting on her own, and, you know, um, again, just this whole transformation that she's had from the very beginning. And again, all those, you know, the changes she's been through, like everyone else. And, um, you know, uh, looking at, uh, you know, that they, that struggle, that inner human struggle and that balance between survival and um, still having some, humankind, you know, uh, sensibility in this world that they're living with and trying to find that balance and figure it out. So, yeah. yeah. And I think the ba- I think it's very hard, and I would almost go as far to say as impossible to even have a balance in this world, because even though I say that I'm irritated with Rick because he's killing everybody, it seems like as the show has progressed, and rightfully so, the walkers are not even a threat anymore. And I think they got a little bit comfortable with the walkers. And then when they came into Alexandria and raided them, it kind of became a threat again. But even now, like the walkers are, again, not a threat. And it seems like the people of the world have become the biggest threat. You can't turn your back because you're worried about people killing you, not walkers. And Mm -hmm. it's a very interesting dynamic that the show has taken on because it's the walking dead. But it's not it's not necessarily about the walkers and the zombies anymore and all that. You know, we see a cool walker every now and then, but 
it's it's now pretty much about the storyline with the people and who's going to come across the group next and who Negan is and and yeah. I think that's I think that's confusing them in itself because everybody is Negan and they have mm-hmm. to figure out who Negan is, you know. Mm-hmm. And that then you know you're talking about the walkers. The thing is, is um you know that that, that follows along with the comic book because the the walkers are not really um, supposed to be the main focus of the comic book. They're an aspect of it in the storyline. This is supposed to be about, you know, how humankind, how these, how people are going to change during this kind of, you know, crisis and world-changing, altering event of this, uh, you know, basically apocalypse here. And what we're going to see, I, I believe, is more of the uh, human aspect. And, you know, you got people like Glenn who used to be a freaking pizza delivery guy and look how he's changed. You've got a person like Carol who used to be, you know, abused and, and, and so mousy and look how she's changed. And, you know, I don't remember all the stories of everybody that, you know, from that the compound when they took Maggie and Carol, you know, their back history, little brief stories that they were talking about, but you don't know who these people once were, but you get to see who they are now and I think that's like a, a big, big deal because somebody like, for example, Abraham, he didn't change that much, I guess you could say, from who he used to be. I mean, he's always been the tough military type, you know, soldier boy in that he's mission, mission, mission. That's always been him. That's always going to be him. But, you know, it's it's so interesting to see how these people can change. And to me as a viewer and as a reader of the comic books, it's kind of neat because you could put yourself into that fantasy world in your head and think, you know, hey, if this ever happened, look at me. I work this nine-to-five job doing this and that and the other, but who knows? I might be so awesome in this kind of a world because my real-life world skills come into play, and it's no longer about what degree I have or how much education I have, you know, and what university I came from. It's it's now, hey, you know what? I can build a house. <laughs> you know, no, like and that's that. true because when the group went to Alexandria, Indiana and her husband were talking about their accomplishments and what they wanted to do. The group literally laughed at them. And during the interviews, they were like, why are you interviewing me? What the hell does this even matter anymore? You know? And now when Deanna got bit and passed away, it kind of brought perspective back into their life again. I think that's, again, where the humanity change of Carol was, you know, not just kill, kill, kill. It is actually, no, we can build a life past the walkers they're not the immediate threat anymore mm-hmm. exactly and i think at this point in time i think people have pretty much realized ever since the season with the governor that it's walkers are just kind of uh something they're used to i mean they let them pile up against the fence and you know rick can put earbuds in and do gardening so that pretty much says right there that they're pretty lax and they know how to defend themselves now against pretty much most walkers unless it's a huge herd and they have to, you know, work as a group. But for the most part, they see a walker and it's like nothing. It, it, it doesn't right. save them anymore. I mean, you got that scene where Maggie's crying and leaning up against a tree and a walker's coming up behind her and she's all like, well, let me stab you in the head and continue crying. And it's like, <laughs> what? You know, we've basically reached that point now that it's like, hey, how you doing? I'm just waiting for the day that they put a chain around their neck like Michonne did, and they're walking around like that, you know, Fred zombie movie. <laughs> Which like, I think okay. they should. I mean, she, that was a brilliant idea <laughs> idea on Michonne's part, for real. But um, uh, It is, it is. And I've actually wondered why they've not done some of these brilliant things like, 
future places that they live. Why don't they have the place surrounded with vehicles with spikes in them? Why don't they have, you know, uh, like, I'm not talking about just one or two cars. I'm talking about surround the dang place. And then before that, put giant pits. And then before that, make a freaking moat. I don't know. I would make myself a fort with multiple levels. No, I agree. But to me. <laughs> you think they'd be a little bit smarter than just a gate, but I guess they're limited on resources. Yeah, and I mean, they've talked about how the scent of the walkers, you know, d- you know, kind of distracts them and they don't really smell the humans. And I'm thinking, well, why don't you make this giant perimeter around your place for, you know, just a bunch of freaking walker bodies? You know, I've never understood that either. So. Yeah, or just smear it with blood. Yeah, and, and there's so many things that they could do. But, yeah, again, it's it's we got to do that whole thing where we got to pull ourselves out of the thing and just watch what happens as, as you know, Stephen Young said that one time, <laughs> don't focus on those things. It drives him nuts. Right. All right, guys, but, we're on the last couple minutes here. So very quickly, I want to hear predictions for Sunday's finale from both Angel and JC. So JC, you head first. Tell us what you think about Sunday. Um, I think of course it's going to be jam packed. Um, continue to see uh, everybody's character, um, relation, more about each relationship, and, uh, you know, a big part of the storyline, I think, is going to be the Dwight group with Daryl and that all happening. Um, you know, of course, the rumor is that, you know, somebody big is going to die. Um, and then, of course, the whole Negan thing, that every, this build up to this. Um, I, and again, I think that when, with the Negan, I think something will, the way it will end is kind of, you know, with that storyline getting ready to proceed on in the next, um, you know, season. That's kind of where I feel like everything's going to end up. So last question, who do you think is going to get the bet? Uh, I don't know. You know, I keep hearing Daryl because he's going to be on the talking dead, which is not a guarantee, but I've also heard rumor that Merle and Beth are supposed to be on there, which kind of links again, back to Daryl. Um, I'm just, I don't know. There's so many different characters, you know, that are kind of really reflecting that they're, they're really, you know, looking at and having those moments that other people have had prior to, you know, a death. So I'm just, I, and I feel like they just keep us on our toes so much, you know, that I'm just not going to predict at this point, you know, for sure. Although I'm just, I'm worried that it's going to be Daryl. All right, Angel, what do you think about Sunday? What are your predictions and who do you think is going to get the bat? I don't know if we're going to see Carol again on the Sunday episode. I think they're going to stretch that out into the next season. So that's going to be kind of disappointing. Um, I don't know who's going to get the bat, but I don't think it's going to be Glenn because I think in some ways they think that's too predictable, and I don't think it's going to be Glenn getting the bat. I think he's going to get his butt kicked a little bit. But I'm going to have a toss-up between it being uh, Daryl or Abraham. And my reasons for that is because of somewhat similar to what she said with Daryl, but also because he's um, one of those – first-time main characters, and they always seem to want to get rid of one of the original characters when it comes to something major like this. So uh, I feel like it's going to either be that or it's going to be Abraham because I think maybe Negan will see Abraham as a really big buff dude and maybe want to take him out 
you know, might see him as, oh, he's, he's probably the, some of their muscle. So I think it might be one of those two, if I had to guess. So JC thinks it's going to be Daryl, and Angel thinks it's possibly going to be uh, Abraham. So we will see Sunday night. Uh, I think Sunday is going to be, obviously, Megan is going to come into the story pretty hardcore. We're going to find out more about him. Um, it's not going to be any more of this, we are Negan, I'm Negan, whatever. We are actually going to see Negan. We're going to see the bat. We're going to find out who gets it. Hopefully, I hope they don't cliffhang it, but I will tell you my prediction. I think I think my top three for getting – I'm going to say top four. I'm going to do a top four. I think my top <laughs> four for getting the bat is going to be either Abraham, Glenn, uh, Maggie, or – Shockingly, Rosita. So mm. we will see what happens on Sunday night, but I do thank you, Angel mm-hmm. and JC, for joining us on our first ever live chat for the Walking Dead Fanatics. We will be back with more, and hopefully we will be the next new Talking Dead. Have a good night, everybody. Enjoy the podcast, no, and we'll talk to you soon. You too. Thank you. Bye-bye. Good night. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, offering professional grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.